Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Now we're almost done with our series on famines in the Bible. Uh, but this... Uh, Today's uh, topic is still on the famine, um, and uh, this is the second to the last topic. Next week is going to be the final episode for our series on famines in the Bible. So we're going to talk about famines, uh, future famines that was prophesied even by the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, by the Lord Jesus Christ. But for today... Uh, we're going to tackle uh, spiritual famine. Of course, uh, we should not skip this one. But I, re- I realized that uh, the chronological order for this specific famine, which uh, we call uh, spiritual famine, uh, should be before the famine uh, in the time of Elijah. Okay? Before Elijah, before Elisha, etc., etc., and why is that? Because uh, this famine uh, happened uh, during the time in between that. All right. So uh, this spiritual famine happened before the famine in the time of uh, Elijah. And this should be part six <laughs> in our series. But um, so today uh, we're going to discuss this spiritual famine. And uh, just want to give you a spoiler uh, that uh, about the spiritual famine, uh, the root cause of the spiritual famine is or was idolatry. Okay, it was idolatry. So now our text is in Amos chapter 8. Okay, Amos chapter 8. Um, beginning from verse 11 says, The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord. When I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Verse 12, people will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. In that day, the lovely young women and strong young men will faint because of thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria, who say, As surely as your God lives, Dan, okay, referring to the tribe of Dan, the Danites, it says, As surely as your God lives, Dan, or as surely as the God of Beersheba lives, okay, it says, they will fall never to rise again. So the Lord foretold a spiritual famine and also mentioned the, the root cause of this spiritual famine that is about to come during that time. And which is what? The root cause is the God of the Danites, of Dan, and of Beersheba, or the God of Beersheba. So it's very important in order for us to understand the context of this prophecy through the prophet Amos, okay? Because uh, this prophecy came to pass, you know, years after. 
years after, long years after. So this prophecy was not, uh, maybe, I think, I believe it was not that during the time of Amos, okay? Or maybe he was still alive. Well, that thing I do not know. But I, I know that when this prophecy happened, you know, this spiritual famine happened, uh, there were other prophets that God used or called to deal with the kings of Israel. Okay? So, this is the ways of God. You know, well, you know it's, there is a cycle of sin. You know, Israel live uh, good in the land. They're blessed and they're happy. They, and then they, they, they again forget the Lord, live the way, their lives the way they want it to be, and fall to sin. And then, and then the consequences of sin... Uh, and then after that, God will send a prophet to remind them, and they would return, and repent, and then so it's it's a cycle, okay? But every time, you see, the Lord is there, and He disciplines His people. Now, this is one of uh, the uh, events that took place in the past where God, you know, dealt with the sins of his people. At the end of this episode, we're going to give you a scripture from the book of Hebrews that God is a just God. God is a God of uh, retribution and we should fear him. Okay? We should fear him because every sin has an equivalent uh, consequence. You see, we are free to choose. Uh, we are free to make choices, but the consequences of our choices were... <laughs> You know, uh, we cannot escape. So that is why we need to live our lives. You know, we, we need to apply wisdom in, in how we live our lives. Okay? So let's continue. So let's just uh, try first to understand what is this, this thing, the root cause of this uh, famine, which is what? The God of Dan and the God of Beersheba. Okay, the God of the Danites. In history, the Danites, okay, the tribe of Dan, stole Micah's idols. Now, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but if you have time later, Judges chapter 18. That is the chapter that you want to read. If you want to understand the whole thing, start with chapter 17. Again, Judges chapter 17 to 18 to understand the whole story. Okay, uh, about uh, this uh, this thing where the Danites fell into the trap of idolatry. Okay, so the Danites stole uh, Micah's idol. That's in uh, Judges chapter 18, 14 to 19. And Micah's priest, okay, agreed to be the priest of the Danites. Uh, he left Micah uh, and joined the 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 armies of the Danites armies and uh, they went north okay uh, and then uh, the, the the sad thing is that uh, the Danites continued with this apostasy you know they they they, um, they uh, abandoned their faith in Yahweh and followed the ways of the Gentiles, of the pagans, you know, the idolatrous worship, until the Assyrian Empire took them captive in 722 BC. 
So you can read that in 1 Kings 12 and 2 Kings chapter 10. So you understand that the end result of apostasy, the end result of turning away from God, the end result of running away from God is big trouble. Okay? For me, I call it, uh, uh, it's the best way to create a perfect storm in your life. <laughs> If you want a perfect storm in your life, follow the ways of the Danites. You see, when, you know, the moment you try to live your life the way you want to live it, okay, as you see uh, good, uh, you know, in your eyes, you'll be in big trouble. So I hope that uh, today in this episode, you, we all learn, we will all learn from the lesson that they had during that time, okay? Because for me, although this is a spiritual famine, but actually the spiritual famine of not hearing from God, of feeling that uh, God is not there, uh, seeking God, but they, they, you know, they have no rhema from God, no direction, no direct... Uh, it's, It's it's bad. <laughs> you know why? Because people will be going to different directions in life and they don't know. There's no guidance. There's no uh, leading from the Lord. And so what will happen is that, you know, people will fall into traps. Okay? And uh, there, there'll be a lot of pain in their lives. And that is why they are eager to know the ways of the Lord, but they, they did not find it. Okay, so... Before, uh, sh uh, let's read Judges 18.30. It says, There the Danites set up for themselves an idol. Okay? It's an idol. And Jonathan, son of Gershom, Shom, the son of Moses. This is not the Moses, okay, of the Exodus, okay? And his sons were priests for the tribe of Dan until the time of the captivity of the land, okay? Who, who attacked them, the Assyrian Empire. Verse 31 says, They continued to use the idol Micah had made all the time the house of God was in Shiloh. So you see, instead of uh, worshiping Yahweh, they worship the gods that Micah, this is not prophet Micah, by the way, okay? Uh, Micah made. So who is this Micah? Like I said uh, a while ago, you have to read what Judges chapter 17 to know who this Micah is. This is not the the, the same Micah who loves God. Uh, uh, so who is this uh, Micah? I mean, I mean, uh, is there a specific name for this idol that Micah made? Uh, no, the Bible is silent about that. Uh, the Bible mentioned no specific name for an idol because if you read chapter 17 verse 5 it says <clears throat> now this man Micah had a shrine and he made an ephod and some household gods okay some household gods so you see that's why it's it's a it's an idol what does the bible say Samaria verse 14 okay Amos 8:14 those who swear by the sin of what Samaria So those idols that they worship in that land was the same idols that Micah made. Okay? So you, you have to understand. It's not one. It's more than one. Okay? So he, he's got all these uh, different sizes of idols, different forms. Um, and it says, uh, verse 
chapter 17, verse 5 of Judges, says, Now that this man Micah had a shrine, so when you say a shrine, there's, this is a home for the gods, he made an ephod in some household oh, gods and installed one of his sons as priest. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. So this is, this is a perfect ingredient for trouble, okay? When you start to live your life as you see fit, okay? That is a, a, a good ingredient for perfect storm, for chaos. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's read Judges 18. Ah, uh, no, no, no. In Judges 18, we just read that a while ago, okay? Uh, I, I mentioned that a while ago that uh, Judges 18 tells us a story of the people of Dan falling into idolatry. Okay, again, the root cause of this spiritual famine is what? Idolatry. Meaning to say, you are turning away from God, you are no longer dependent of God, or in other words, you are independent of God, and now you become God yourself. For yourself, because now oh, uh, the direction, everything that you do in life is all about you. All for you, all about you, as you see fit. Okay? That is a perfect ingredient for chaos. Okay? For a perfect storm. And a lot of people today are going through a perfect storm in life. Some are self-inflict, some are not. But one way or the other, okay, uh, there is only one way to face trials of many kinds, okay? There's only one way, but l l later, okay? So, we see that uh, Dan, if you read uh, Daniel chapter 18, uh, they, they fell into idolatry, and they did not like the territory that was theirs, so they sent spies uh, to find a better area in the north, okay, in the north uh, of Israel. And, uh, and so some representatives of Dan learned of an area where a peaceful group of people lived. Okay, they, they, you know, they're not a threat. The tribe of Dan took things in their, in their own hands. So that's the kind of uh, lifestyle they had. They had no king. They do as they please. And so, you know, they, they took things into their own hands and, and attack, wipe out the people of the land that they, um, so they could move in that land. The, the entire tribe of Dan moved in that uh, land region uh, um, um, and uh, occupy it, all right? So... Uh, that's the Jordan River, okay, source of the Jordan River, uh, north of Israel. Uh, we, you know, we went there. <laughs> and it's just south of uh, the modern-day uh, Lebanon today, okay, present-day Lebanon. But here's the thing. <clears throat> so when did this prophecy in Amos chapter 8 uh, happen, okay? Uh, this was fulfilled after the reign of King Solomon. Uh, when the kingdom was divided. So we have the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom um, in Israel. Okay, so the kingdom split into two. Okay, uh, ten tribes on the north and Judah, two tribes on the south. 
Okay? So the people of Dan were in the northern kingdom of Israel. And uh, if you read the First Kings chapter 12, okay, chapter 12, 25 to 33, that King Jeroboam, <laughs> you see, it's ironic uh, that the king in uh, north, the northern king is Jeroboam, King Jeroboam, and the king on the south is, uh, who is that king? Rehoboam. <laughs> Rehoboam, Jeroboam. Okay, north Jeroboam, south Rehoboam. Okay, and so the prophet that God sent to deal with King Rehoboam on the south is uh, the prophet Shemaiah. Shemaiah. All right, that's uh, Kings, First Kings chapter twelve. If you wanna check it, okay. And another prophet that God used to deal with King Jeroboam in the north is uh, the prophet. What's his name? Uh, Ahijah. Ahijah. <laughs> After this time of uh, the prophet, uh, I mean fa spiritual famine, the next famine was the famine during the time of Ahab. Okay? I mean the uh, time of Elijah. So, guys, uh, here's the thing. You know, um, this king Jeroboam um, made a, a, a golden calf once again. The same thing, the same mistake that the Israelites made when they were uh, moving out of Egypt during the Exodus. Okay, remember the golden calf? Jeroboam, it's stupid to do the same thing. You know, knowing that during the times of the, their, their ancestors, you know, God was angry and God judged those people who worshipped the golden calf. But look at what this king did. King Jeroboam. What he did. Okay, you can read that in 1 Kings chapter 13 to 14. Okay, so there's a lot of reading. This is just a short topic, but... In order for you to, 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 to catch the whole picture, to, to see the whole picture, you've got to read a lot of passages. Okay? So, 1 Kings chapter 13 to chapter 14. No, it's not there. So, anyway, um, uh, where are we? Okay, 1 Kings. So, this, this King Jeroboam, if you read 1 Kings 12, was afraid that those who live in his kingdom okay, would go down to the southern kingdom to worship at Jerusalem because this was the the temple that God authorized okay the, the temple in Jerusalem okay nowhere else because God says uh, I will put my name on it etc etc so it's it's just the only authorized temple uh, where the where it was located in Jerusalem okay so Jeroboam uh, built two uh, additional altars for the people of his nation to worship because he doesn't want them to go to the king of the south, to King Rehoboam. So Jeroboam made a replicate. And guess what? We were there at the northern part and one of the places where uh, Jeroboam uh, created, you know, where his idolatry thing... Uh, proliferate, you know, where they, the people come. Instead of going to Jerusalem, they went to the northern um, um, places, uh, the, the altars that uh, 
Jeroboam established. Okay? So, Jeroboam established worship. Ah, no, 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 no. So, Jeroboam built a golden calf. Okay? And each location and institute the special days and feast too, that uh, people could meet. And, um, of course, we, when we were there, it was already ruined. But uh, the those places, okay, proves that the Bible is true, that it happened. You know, the archaeologists uh, tried to, you know, look for um, for proof, okay, that uh, um, that pertains, that points to the time of history, okay, what happened there, etc. So they have all the evidences they they got. The emblems and the dates and whatever, you know, they do, the, these archaeologists just, you know, they did what they have to do. And so they can tell that, uh, okay, this happened, this structure was during the time of this reign of King so-and-so. And so that's it. Um, the thing is that uh, the Bible is true. Okay, so uh, that's... Concerning the uh, the God of the Danites. Now let's, if you go back to Amos chapter eight again, verse fourteen, it also says, "As surely as the God of Beersheba lives." Okay, it was mentioned that as surely as the God of Beersheba lives, they will fall, never to rise again. So, what or who is this God of Beersheba? Okay, first we need to understand that uh, Beersheba. Ancient Beersheba was a town of Canaan, Canaan, if you want to say it that way. It's a, you know, uh, pronounce it that way, Canaan, <laughs> Canaan. Okay, inhabited first by various Ca Canaanites uh, tribes, then by the ancient Israelites following the 40-year uh, uh, sojourn in the wilderness, okay, from Egypt. So Beersheba is situated in the south part, southern part of Judah. Okay, this is the southern tip of uh, Israel. And the main god they worship in Beersheba, Canaan, was called Baal or Baal, right? A false god. Okay, uh, this god, the, the god of Canaanites, Canaan, Canaanites, or if you want to mention it or, or pronounce it that way, believe that Baal was the giver and the sustainer of life. So that, does that sound familiar to you? Of course, in, in Greek mythology, the same thing. Same God, it's Baal. It's, it's the same God that has the, the uh, what's this? The thunder. <laughs> Zeus, that's right. <laughs> that's Zeus. So that was uh, so Baal was given a new name called Zeus. Okay, but the same false god from ancient Beersheba to to Greek mythology uh, today, and then we have this character called what you know. Uh, in Marvel, we have I think uh, Thor. <laughs> Uh, is that Thor or the, the Odin? Oh, I don't know. This is just a story. The uh, yes, whatever. Okay, but the thing is, it's it's the same thing. Okay, it's it's just the same thing, the same sin. You know, uh, 
but we don't believe in those gods. Those god is not true. They don't exist. But if they exist, they are demons. Okay, they are fallen angels. So, so he. So this is what happened. That's why the prophecy in the book of Amos chapter eight came to pass. It happened, and Israel was really in big trouble. It, they were in in big trouble. So. If I I uh, try, let, let me try to connect it uh, today, you know. So when we neglect God and His Word, when we turn to God's substitutes, I mean, you say if we turn or replace God with idols, you know, with things that we adore, um, when we want to leave to to leave God, I, to leave us alone. Okay, when we want God to leave us alone, Lord, just leave me alone. I want to live my life the way I want to live it. Okay, what is the result? The result is spiritual dryness. Always. You don't need to hear Prophet Amos prophesying another spiritual famine. Okay, no need for that. I don't need to prophesy spiritual famine to your life. But it happens like by default that if you try to stay away from God, if you don't want God, you know, have nothing to do with you, you know, common sense. The result is spiritual dryness. It's uh, spiritual deafness, if you want to call it. Deafness, meaning to say it's the condition or the state of being unable to hear, uh, to hear a rhema from God. So you're just, you're not hearing anything. You, you, you feel no conviction when you sin, when you, nothing. You can sleep with sin and you're not right with God. Okay? That's why they had, you know, that's why it says they had no king and everyone did as they saw fit. And that is again the perfect ingredient for perfect storm. Okay? So, Again, so the, a famine is used by Amos to indicate the absence of a divine communications as a punishment that should come on a people. Okay, on a people who ignored God, who uh, instead of, you know, uh, instead of loving God, seeking God, they what? They choose to worship the idols of the nations. They choose to follow the pagan way of worship. Now, that is wrong. Okay? So, this famine, which is the inability to hear from God or inability to know God's will or inability to receive revelation, inability to receive direction, guidance from God, it's a bad thing. You don't want to fall into this thing, right? But you know, if if there is a famine, shortage of food, that's is that's easier. I tell you, for some shortage of food, famine of food is already a a scary thing. But that is not scary compared to a spiritual famine because if you have a spiritual famine, it's a terrible one, not to hear from God. Uh, you know, it, it's like uh, not to not hearing from someone you're looking at, uh, looking up to. That's a serious matter for me. You know, 
uh, it's like people crying out for help but no no help is there such can only be a result of a serious crime or a serious problem or a serious offense that's why i've been telling you guys even in my preachings in face-to-face -face church meetings that if there's one person that you should not that we should not offend that is god if there's one person that we must please all the more that's god and the person that you don't want to offend is god okay because everything returns to god okay one day we are going to stand before uh, the throne and we are going to give an account every motive every thought will be laid before our god either you'll be rewarded or you will receive an ash ashes okay for your works you think you did the right thing that's good in your eyes but before god it's not so better uh better uh take note okay take note of this that it is a stupid thing to offend god okay and so if there's one you should not offend that's god all right so okay going back to the story uh the amos thing uh amos prophecy so when israel as a nation provokes god to anger by committing the sin of idolatry they get into real trouble it's a trouble that you cannot thwart it's it's something that you cannot twist okay you cannot stop it's gonna happen what's gonna happen will surely happen so it it's either by disease resulting to a lot of deaths or famine or defeat from war or events that is really catastrophic okay uh, bring that brings so much harm or severe harm to your to the people of the land israel so that is why it is a hard a difficult thing to turn away from god and for god to you know um, even if it is temporary you know temporarily hand you over <laughs> <laughs> because of your stubbornness don't be stubborn my friend don't be stubborn okay if you know you're not living right with god repent okay so <clears throat> so um huh. so my encouragement is that uh examine yourself let's examine ourselves okay is there something in our life that we adore more than god was there a time when you want God to leave you alone, stay away from you, so you can do whatever you want with your life? Are you right with God? Are you living a life of rebellion against the will of God? Are you resisting God's ordinances? Okay. Are you defiant of God? Do you, uh, do you disobey God? Do you disobey His will? Well, if none of the above then praise god you're good <laughs> you may be going through a trial like job if you're going through something and and you have not done anything against god okay so praise the lord just overcome and you will receive double portion of blessings later <laughs> but if none of the above i mentioned is checked then the solution is simple i mean if if uh, if you're not right with God, the the solution is simple: repent. 
Okay? Return to your first love. So because I believe God is just, what a man sows, he will reap. And uh, maybe not immediately, but later, but surely, okay, it will surely come. So whatever needs to seek, uh, so what everyone needs to seek is that God's favor. We need to seek God's favor. So fear God, obey His commands. Everything will begin with learning to love God. So I want to share this. The secret of true success in life in the eyes of God. In the eyes of God. Quote, unquote, in the eyes of God. We have to learn this. Listen. Love God and stay loyal. Let me say that again. Love God and stay loyal. Do you want to truly please God? The answer is love God and stay loyal. Because if you don't love God and stay loyal, you cannot please God. Okay, you cannot. So you, do you want to please God? Do you want to obey God? Do you want to submit to God? The answer is love God and stay what? Loyal. Do you want to be a consistent Christian? Amen. Living a consistent Christian life. The secret is what? Love God and stay loyal. Do you want a true peace of mind in your heart, in your mind, that there you have peace? There's only one way. There's just one way to achieve that. Love God and what? Stay loyal. Okay? Do you want stability in faith? Or like enduring faith in times of trouble, in times of trial, in times of shakings, in times of all sorts of crisis in life. Okay? Love God and stay loyal. Do you want God's favor? Answer is love God and stay loyal. Do you want God's uh, blessing and guidance? The answer is love God and stay loyal. Because if you are disloyal to God, if you don't love God and you turn to idols, you know what will happen to you? You will be like the Danites. You will be like uh, the people in the north under the Jeroboam. I mean, so much trouble. Okay? They, they, they cannot find God. Where are you, God? I mean, there, there was the famine of... That's why they're, they're, they, they, they ended up, you know, into... All sorts of religion. Because the, it seems like the religion is not <laughs> working. The, the, years before that. Years before that. Okay. They were accumulating, provoking God to anger. And, um, okay, going back. So, if you really want to fulfill the call of God in your life, you need to learn how to love God and stay loyal. Okay? And the, another thing. One day we will stand before God. If you want to be rewarded, okay? If you want to receive recognition one day before God, okay? In this life, you need to learn something. And that is love God and stay loyal. Learn how to love God and what it means to be, to be loyal to God, okay? And, um, of course, it will involve our loyalty to people, loyalty to our leaders, to our spouses, okay? Our loyalty to our spouses, uh, 
uh, our pastors, uh, church, where 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 a boss. I mean, in work, uh, where God has installed us. I mean, you know, uh, which church God has, you know. Uh, called you to be yeah right and it's very important that we learn loyalty we learn to love god because you see there are a lot of institutions that represents god okay it's just it's just us uh, uh, learning god is allowing things to happen uh, teaching us how to learn submission Learn how to love and be loyal. Of course, unless if the leader is not loyal to God and is telling you to do things, you know, against the will of God. So that is the, the you know, there is a point of submission, but when, you know, the the leaders of the land pushes you to the point... Okay, when they cross the line, okay, uh, the demarcation line, and that's it. I mean, what what do I mean by this? I mean, look at the story, okay, read the story of, uh, who's that three guys? Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They told the king, king, even if the, the Lord, the God will not save us, rescue us from your hand, still we will not bow down to your image. <laughs> Okay, so you understand they are honoring the king, they are submissive to the king, but the king said everyone should bow to this image, and he said, no, no, king, sorry. Okay, so uh, with due respect, <laughs> it's something like that, with due respect, okay, but we will not bow down to your God. So that is what uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even uh, Daniel, okay, remember Daniel? He knew that you know those who will pray to 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 the God of heaven and not pray to the king would be thrown in the lions den but you know he disobeyed God but the bible in the book of Daniel it says Daniel was found innocent by God okay but hey hey Daniel he rebelled against the 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 edict of the king. There was this uh, ordinance that that no one should pray to other gods except the king. Oh no, that ordinance, okay, uh, was against the law of God. So you understand, there are authorities on earth, there are kings and presidents, etc. But there is an authority higher than the kings of the earth which is God. So make sure that you do not offend the higher, the highest authority, which is God, because everyone will report to that authority, that, that sovereign authority, which is the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the real, the real God, the, the true and living God. You must understand there's only one God. That's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, And he sent his son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ to be the sin offering so that through his death in the cross, through his substitutionary death on the cross, our sins will be paid, will be atoned for. Okay? So you must understand, friends, that... Uh, and I want to encourage you. 
to meditate on love and loyalty. Okay? If there's something you need to meditate on, love and loyalty. How? What does it take to love God? What, what can I do to show my love for God? What, what should I? You know, love must not be in words only, but in action. So what can I do? Now, this is something that, you know, uh, good works is just a result of a, a good heart, <laughs> of, of a change inside you, okay? We do not do good works to earn salvation. No, we cannot earn salvation. But because you are saved, because you, you've been regenerated by the Holy Spirit inside you, so good works is just, you know, a normal thing. It's just a default thing that normally happens or it is an output of the Holy Spirit who lives inside you, okay? So you're not doing it to earn salvation, but you're doing it to what? Because that is the norms of a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you're not like that, okay, if you cannot identify with what I just said, then you must be born again, okay? So so guys, uh, let me remind you, uh, I, I want to cut it short, that uh, the, the opposite of loving God and staying loyal to Him is uh, living a life of disobedience and unfaithfulness to God. So if you disobey God and not follow Him, if you keep doing what you see fit to your own eyes, then you're following the footsteps of the Danites, of the people who live in ancient Beersheba, the Canaanites, and then you have become self-reliant and independent of God, okay? And then from the narrative we read to you, uh, it's one word is selfishness, okay? Or trusting in false gods, okay? Again, selfishness will always result to perfect storm in life, okay? Remember that there is no peace, there could be division, Div division in the house, like a divided kingdom, a divided Israel during that time. So, guys, later down the road, you will experience spiritual dryness, uh, deaf, spiritual deafness, no more desire for the things of God, uh, no, uh, no desire to talk to God. No, you know, it, it's like uh, everything that has something to do with God. It's you're not happy you're not interested you lost all passion and interest with the things of god it's like a life of someone who does not know god i mean it's a sad thing to start, to begin with the spirit and end and end up in the flesh okay and a lot of people started with real passion with God. The moment they got born again, they're so on fire. They, they share the gospel. They, you know, they talk to people. They, they share their faith. But then ended up with, with zero. No passion for God. They don't share the gospel anymore. And, and this is a sad thing to see a lot of Christians fall into apostasy. So this is the last scripture that we want to read to you today. This is a message of warning to all of God's people. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, it says, We must pay the most careful, we must pay the most careful, careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. 
For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. Okay, of course. Uh, Alright, so I just want to emphasize to you 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2. It says, we must pay attention. Okay? We Therefore, to what we have heard. Mean to say, you know, through the years you've been attending church, you've heard a lot of messages and preachings and sermons and, you know, this is a time that you apply it. Okay? Put it into practice. You know, you know, if the pandemic, if the social distancing, if the man-made rules, you know, stop you from your momentum in serving the Lord, stop the fire, your, your, your passion for God, that something is wrong. Okay? Because uh, if the Holy Spirit in, lives inside you, hallelujah, you cannot live without him you, you need him you, you're gonna look for him you're gonna go after him you're gonna you're gonna you know you, you don't want to be dry in your spirit you don't want to be left alone like you know you you feel left alone but he he is not he has not left us okay he's just there waiting but he's the most ignored person in the world the holy spirit and so friends you know, if you take heed to everything that you heard in church and in, in, in Bible studies, in your home groups, you know, remember them and apply them so that you do not what? You do not drift away. Today, after the service, we're going to be in, in church, a face-to-face -face church. Be there. Okay, do your best. Don't be satisfied with just sitting in front of the television. Don't be satisfied just sitting, you know, in front of your computer, um, uh, phones. Because it's, it does not, you know, keep up with the, it's not enough to, you know, if you compare that, you know, with the face-to-face -face when you are a, in the middle of the uh, corporate gathering of God's children and worshiping God together, it's so different. The anointing, the presence is different when we're together as a family. Why? Because God designed it that way. Read Hebrews chapter 10. Okay? So coming together is God's will. Okay? There is no replacement to that. Church means gathering, gathering of the saints. So you can say, I did church online. Okay, of course, if there's, if there's no other way, you do it online, just like what we're doing right now. But if you can find a church, a Bible-believing church, go for it, friends. Worship the Lord with them. Get together, fellowship with your brethren, because that, you know, we were designed by God. You know, we were designed as relational people. We are relational people. Okay, so we need to be in church. We need to to meet people. We need to meet the family of God and, and talk and and because that is what okay, anyway. To to cut the long story short, verse two says what? Every violation and disobedience receive its just punishment. That's why I told you to live your life the way you want it to be, to live it. 
It's not a good idea. It's just running away from God. The same with the Danites. You know, instead of, you know, uh, seeking the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, okay, what, what they did was, you know, they erected the, what? The idols made by Micah, which is the idols that were worshipped in Samaria, the, in the shrine, their shrine. So they, they have different gods, you know, different sizes that cannot walk, that cannot talk. These are not gods because these are created things. If your God is something that is handcrafted by men, then that God cannot be greater than the one who made that. It's just a human being. So you are worshiping something that is lesser than the one that handcrafted it. I mean, try to think about it. So my point here, my friend, is that it is God who blesses us, who gives us life, who gave us life. We should thank Him, not things made by men. Okay? So, uh, that's it. Uh, I hope uh, you are blessed. Uh, you learned something today. And if you are in a perfect storm, whether self-inflict or not, um, instead of asking, how can I get out of this trouble? How can I get out of this perfect storm of this trouble? Well, ask God or ask yourself, what can I get out of this trial? What can I get out of this perfect storm? Learn, some, learn from it so that you will not repeat it. Okay, because, you know, going back to the same trap, <laughs> to the, to, I mean, eating your vomit is foolish, right? The same thing. So, you see, talking about going back to famines, continuing with the famines in the Bible, famines actually build faith, you know, build faith in us if, if we have an ongoing relationship with the one who has control over the famines. Okay, if you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then you do not fear famines. Right? You will not fear. It, will not, it, it, it is not supposed to shake you. Alright? So, but without relationship to God through the Lord Jesus Christ, then the, the ground is dry and hard. So, you have two famines now. <laughs> One is spiritual famine because you really cannot hear from God. That's why people uh, fall into fear, you know, through the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people are afraid. They were so afraid. But this fear is man-made. Okay, you have to understand these are man-made because in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. <laughs> so that is the will of God. The, uh, the fear is not from God. Okay, so, um, so um, it is wise or it is wisdom that uh, um, that we turn to God, that we love God, that we surrender our lives to God, so that there is no reason to fear anymore. Okay, you, you need to have a close relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, and that cannot happen. Unless you first, 
give your life to Jesus. That's why Jesus said, the Savior said, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He, he told the, the priest Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 7, he said, Do not be surprised if I tell you, you must be born again. So if the Savior told the priest, you must, M-U-S-T, must. This is not a suggestion, friend. Are you looking for salvation? Do you want to be saved? The answer is not in religion. Not in religion. If you believe Jesus is the Savior, then He gave us the answer. And He said, John 3, 7. Book of John, chapter 3, verse 7. It says, do not be surprised if I tell you, you must be born again. Okay? So today, we want to give you the opportunity to believe and to, to, to give your life to Jesus. Okay? So if you want your name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you, you want to surrender your life to Jesus, you want to be part of God's kingdom, and me. You try to recall, I've never done this. I've never given my life to Jesus, my Lord and Savior. So this is your time. Okay, so we want to close this with an opportunity for you to put, to place your heart, your life to Jesus. Okay, so pray this prayer. Let us pray. Father in heaven, if you want to give your life to Jesus right now, please pray after me. Say, Father in heaven. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that He rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Okay, God bless you, friends. If you pray that prayer sincerely with all your heart, welcome to the family of God. And uh, the Lord will take care of you because we trust God. He said in His Word, He who began a good work in us is faithful, will be faithful to bring it to completion. Meaning to say, may the Lord be with you. And uh, just uh, an advice, read the Bible. Okay, start with the book of John. <laughs> because the book of John... The gospel is, uh, I mean, the book of John, uh, it has everything in it, okay? Uh, so, please, uh, if you don't know, find someone or find a church, a Bible-believing church, because not all churches believe in the Bible as the final, does not esteem the Bible as the final authority. And that is why you need to look for a church that believes in the Bible as the final authority, okay? So guys, uh, if you want to ask more, you have questions, this is the first time you gave your life to Jesus, you want the specific guidance, and maybe you are confused in some of 
the the teachings in the Bible that you don't understand, you want you need help, send us a message. Okay, it's free. Um, we will help you the best we can. Okay, um, and um, uh, just send us a message. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope to see you again next week. Okay, let's close in prayer, Father. Thank you so much for everyone. Uh, those who have joined us today in this online service i pray lord that every word that is for them may grow bear fruit that they will remember remind them of those principles and teachings that they learned today the revelation that they learned today let it grow in them lord and lord we pray that you guide them those those who receive you those who believe those who gave their lives those who committed their lives to you today i pray lord that you let your divine that your holy spirit lord guide them where to go which church to attend and and lead them to the right uh, leaders of that church so they can grow and mature and become fruitful in Christ. So bless all of us, Lord. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much again. And uh, see, see you next week. Okay? Goodbye. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.